Join is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, we are in week four of a series called The Fight. And let me just say this, that we're not going out looking for a fight. But we won't back down from the fight. And you, you are in a spiritual battle, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you like it or not. You know, week one, we talked about, uh, about our defensive weapons and our offensive weapons. Week two, we talked about taming our tongue and the power of our words. Week three was about guarding your heart. And this week, today, we're going to be talking about protecting our minds. Woo, y'all ready for it? Okay, I just need a little bit more energy than that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, thank you. Thank you. We're all here. We made it. And uh, but before I unpack this thought, I just want to remind you why we're here as a church, why we're here as a youth group. You know, we are here. We exist so that all people can realize that God loves them unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. Go ahead and just pat yourself on the back. Okay, we're going to work on this. Y'all, we need a little bit more energy. But by the way, if you're new here, which so many of you are, I just wanted to remind you that you belong and that you're a family. Come on, welcome to the family. Just give a good clap. As a family, we want everybody to know God, and we believe that you will get the tools and the resources to grow in right relationship with God if you'll keep coming to the service. If you'll keep it, through, through the message, through the small groups, and through worship, and as you show up on the, on the weekend with Pastor John, that, that you will get the tools and the resources to grow in right relationship with God. You'll begin to know him. Somebody just say amen. Amen. Hey, I want to give you a glimpse into the next three weeks. I'm very excited as we're starting a brand new brand new series called Supernatural, and, and we're going to be talking about the beautiful third person of the Trinity, come on, the Holy Spirit, and I believe that this series is going to be so powerful, I believe it's going to be amazing, and I don't want you to miss it, by the way, there's something else that you need to know, we, we only have three weeks of Sozo before summer, wow, three weeks, and we're going to be taking a break for eight weeks in the summer, what does that mean? That means that we will not have Sozo throughout the summer. That's simple. That's simple. You're, I know you're all like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Well, I want to encourage you to sign up for summer camp, and I'll see you there. I love you guys. And so that's what we're going to be doing, and, and we're going to start doing that every summer. Now we're going to take the summers off, and I love you guys. I just wanted to let you know. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump into the Bible. Let's go to Ephesians 6.10. Go ahead. If you got your Bible with you, pull out your Pull out your cell phone. If you have your real physical Bible, that's amazing, A+. I don't know, Ben, that's weird. Anyway, but let, I want to encourage you to take notes. Note takers are history makers. And as you're getting to Ephesians, I hope, whoever that is, that you are okay. But as you are getting to Ephesians 6, let me just say this. This is, in my opinion, y'all with me? Okay, let's regain focus. We're, we're okay. Everybody's okay. So, so this is, in my opinion, the most important message in our series. And I'm going to jump right in. Before I, before I do, I, I, I want to encourage you that if you'll catch this, this literally could change the trajectory of your life. And so I want to make sure that we're all on the same page and we get a little bit of context for what we're reading. Who is the author? 
who is the audience and what is going on. And before we jump into the scriptures, this is Paul. Paul is, is the guy in the Bible who is, who is so good at building church. He was just really gifted to, to build church and, and in all kinds of cities. And so, so he's writing to these letters to he's writing letters to churches, and, and, and one of these is, is in the city of Ephesus. And so, so in fact, in the book, most of the book of Ephesians has to do with what the church looks like and what church should be like. And so as he gets to the end of his letter. Which, which we always know at the end of the letters is the most important thing. And so at the end of the letter, he starts talking about the battle that they are in. Which is the battle that you and I are in. And so he starts talking about the forces on the outside. And, and so it, it, it sounds a little sci-fi. And, but but he, as he starts to talk about these, let me just show you. Let's go through these exact scriptures of how he ends this letter. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. You with me? Say yeah. Alright, it's coming up on the screen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this, of the, of this dark world, and against the scriptural forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the evil come, that you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take, the sh take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, what Paul is describing is he goes, hey guys, I know that you love Jesus and I know that you want to be in church. But just a heads up, there's a real devil. There's a real battle. There's a real enemy and there's a real force. And he's saying, just, just a heads up, I want to give you, I, I want to make sure that you know that, that God's not going to put you in a battle that you can't win or that God hasn't already won. He's saying, listen, but, 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 but you've got to put on the armor of God. Now, this armor has been provided by God. It's not something that you earn. It's, it's not something that once you tithe enough or finally when you memorize enough, enough scripture, no, 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 no. It's just God gives you this armor so that you're fit for the fight. And he, he, he's also saying that, that literally in Jesus you can have victory. Because victory belongs to God. Come on. Okay. Just one more time. Let's practice. Come on. So the Bible says in John 10.10, it says that the evil one, the devil, that he has come to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, so the evil one, the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm here to just give you a heads up for what you probably already know. But there's a real Satan, there's a real serpent, there is a real devil. And by definition, he is your adversary. He is your accuser. By definition, he is a hater. You all know what haters do. Haters going to hate. 
And so he has come to, he's come to dupe you. He has come to deceive you, maim you, and claim you. And he wants to take you out. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to ruin your life and destroy your health and, and to hurt you every way possible. But my Bible says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. So you don't have to be afraid of somebody who's already been defeated. Come on. See, my Bible says that Satan was cast from heaven, that he used to be the worship leader in heaven and lead all the choir, but he, caught, he got cast down because he wanted all the praise to go to himself and not God. God, that's narcissism. So he got ca cast down, and, and so we can overcome this defeated enemy by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. And God wants you to be fit for your fight. So the reality is, and I don't know how to tell you any other way, that you are in a fight, you are in a battle, and you have to engage with the proper armor that God has given you to move ahead. And we can't act like it's not going to happen. We can't act like it doesn't exist. No, the devil wants to take you out. And you might be here like, I came to hear some good news. I got good news. God has given you armor. Come on. And, and, and God has given you the victory. But you cannot have the victory without pleading and declaring the blood of Jesus. So, so God has given you the armor, all the armor that you need. Therefore, to stand against the scheme and the strategy of the enemy. And some of you need to know that you've been marked by hell and that the enemy wants to take you out. The devil himself wants to take you out. And why does he want to take you out? Because, because there is nothing about the enemy that is happy that you're free. That you're called. That you're anointed, that you're graced, that, 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 you, that you are now the righteousness of God, that you're happy, that you're healed, that you're delivered. There is nothing about the enemy that that makes him happy. He wants you to be in bondage. He wants you to struggle. He wants you to be depressed and to, filled with anxiety and fear. But God wants you to be loose and free so that you can have your God-given potential and live to your God-given potential. Oh, I wish you would clap like you knew that you already had victory right now. Come on. Victory belongs to you through the power of the Son of Man. We're, we're, we're not hoping to get victory. We have victory. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. The devil's already defeated. So he could try to throw the kitchen sink at you. But, but it's never going to sway us. It's not going to make us back down. It's not going to make us run away. No, because we're going to keep moving forward into the call of God, into the future that he has planned, into our destiny, into the dream that he has planned over your life. You're getting fit for the fight. I want to preach a message, and I just pray that you're taking notes tonight. You could go ahead and, and write down the title. It's called Protecting Our Mind. Because I believe that, that for you and I to walk in our potential, it has everything to do with the power of our thinking. And what the devil is trying for, fighting for is the same thing that God is fighting for. Both of them are trying to win your mind. Whoever wins this battle will be in your future. And God wants you to give you the ability to think right. The devil wants to mess with your mindset. He, he, he wants to mess with your thinking, but God wants to elevate your thinking. He wants to give you the ability to have truth, to have life. So the first thing we got to do is put on the helmet of salvation. We're going to go ahead and we're going to pray. We're just going to believe that God's going to come and strengthen us. And shoot, we can leave better than we came in. Does that sound good? With a little bit more energy than we do now.
Amen. Come on. Come on, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the strength that comes from it. God, I thank you. I thank you that we have nothing to fear, Lord, because we have you on our side, Father. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. We love you more than life itself. Holy Spirit, do what only you can in this time and in this setting. Open our eyes so we can see Jesus. Open our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit. God, do what you can. Teach us and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, okay. Everybody said, amen, amen. Okay, we're going to jump right in. Go ahead and write down thought number one tonight. The battle is real. The battle is real. You know how in culture they say the struggle is real? Just a heads up, the battle is real. This is, this is not a test. Have you ever been in school and they're, and they're testing the fire alarm and, and you don't want to walk outside into the rain or into the cold because it's just the test? Like if it was the real deal, I'd go, you know what I mean? Like, but I don't want to just go. This is not a test. You are in a battle. There is a real devil. There is a real strategy. There is a real scheme and there is a real attack and there are evil forces and, and powers and principalities and, and rulers of darkness and they're trying to take you out. Now, I'm just giving you forewarning real quick. You know how, how, like, in football you have the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator and they're scheming and they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to send out the, the, the receiver here and the tight end's going to go over here and then, and then the running back's going to go and do this. And then, then after the play starts, the, the defense, they're like, they're in this formation, but eventually they end up in this other formation. There is a scheme and a strategy that comes from the wicked one to try to take you out and maim you and hurt you and claim you. But I want to tell you that even though this battle is real, God is bigger. Come on. He is, he, he has, there's a greater reality. He has a greater force. He's a greater help. He is bigger. He is greater than the enemy himself. I just, I, I love the Bible. I love scripture. The Bible was like death. Where is your sting? Where is your victory? We have the victory. So evil, all your crazy, you, you, could, you could go ahead and try, but I just want you to know Jesus is bigger. Like, could you imagine going into some war and they're already defeated, but, but, but they're, they're already down, but they're trying to talk trash? I love people that talk trash and can't back it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like listen, Satan is a liar. He, so he boasts big. He, he talks big promises, and, 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 but he got nothing to back it up. He is a liar. I remember, I remember when I used to work, I used to work at this place called Kmart, Super Kmart. Y'all were like, what, what is that? Yeah, I know, okay? Shows my age a little bit. But I used to work at this store, Super Kmart, and, and I, we had this one guy that was walking through the store. Now, this was just when Bluetooth came out, and so it was a little bit crazy. And, and he's like, when people owned them, they, they, it, was, it was weird. When they owned them, they acted like they were so cool and better than everybody else. So this guy, was, he was walking through the store. He's talking so loud, so big. He's talking about what he does and where he goes and who he knows and all these girls and, and all that. And I was like, you know, none of that is true. And I can tell by the way that you're talking. Like, like whoever you're talking to on the phone, you're acting big and you was a liar. You know? See, the devil will try to puff his chest and say how he's going to expose you and, oh, you're the worst and everybody knows. He is a liar. It is a lie. So the battle is real. But you know who's more real? Jesus is. 
and there's a greater, come on, come on. And there's a greater reality. He has a greater truth. And, and my God is a God that keeps his promises. My God reveals his greatness and his power. He, he, he's not a man that he shall lie. Come on, he's not a serpent. He's not a deceiver. He is good. I just, I, I love this. Look at, look at Ephesians 6. We're going to put verse 12 and 13 up on the screen from the Passion Translation. And I just, I, I love it. I love this so much. Watch this. Your hand-in-hand -hand combat is not with human beings. What? For real? It's not with people that have different opinions than you? Whoa. Would you look at that? Your battle is not with other people that believe other political things? For real? Wow. And so I think that so many of us, as soon as, soon as we don't see eye to eye with somebody, that, that we're like, oh my gosh, the devil's attacking our relationships. Oh my gosh. And we're like, we get it all twisted. And, and we're like, oh my gosh, the devil's attacking my home. Oh my gosh, my mom, my relationship with my mom just isn't working. Ah. Homie, you just need to take out the trash. It's not a spiritual attack. Like you're just being an idiot. Just take out the trash. Your hand to hand. That was funnier than you all thought. Bryce was over here cracking up. I saw him. But, but your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings. And the Bible says, but with the highest of principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold, us, that, that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear the armor that God provides so, so that you're protected. As you confront the slanderer, for your design, you are designed for all things and will rise victoriously. Did you read? Did you see what the Bible just said? God has provided protection with the armor of God so that you can rise to victory. Translation, you're going to keep getting knocked down and beat up by, by evil forces without the armor of God. You're, you, if, if you keep trying to tap into your own strength and fight your own battle and get your own victory, you're going to get pummeled time and time again. Some of us, we keep losing the same battle because we're wearing the same armor, armor which is none. you got to get the armor of God to stand against the wicked one and the strategy of the enemy. Come on. Then I will rise to my destiny and I will rise to my victory. The reality is you cannot fight your battle without your armor. You cannot, you cannot go forward with what, without what God has provided for us. Are you strapped in the armor of God? Protecting against the scheme and strategy, the fear and the fiery arrows and being thrown at your home and at your mind and at your family and your schools and your city. The devil is trying to take you out. And, and, and are you wearing the, the armor that God has designed for you? Because the battle is real. Number two, you could write this down. You need supernatural strength for a supernatural fight. You need supernatural strength for a supernatural fight. So in other words, if we were wrestling against flesh and blood, let's just pretend for a second. And I'll tell you what I would do, okay? If it, were, if it were me, I would go to the gym like crazy. I need to go anyway, okay? And I would work out like crazy because, because this is a natural battle. 
and, and I would also go to debate class, and I would learn how to become a debater, because this is, this is it's natural. And so I would get fit, and then I would learn how to debate, because, because this is a natural battle. But since it is a supernatural battle, I need supernatural strength. Some of you keep trying to fight a supernatural battle with natural strength, and you will always lose. Because you need supernatural strength for a supernatural battle. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. On your own, you are weak. On your own, you're defeated. On your own, you feel overwhelmed and like it's too much. Because it is. But when you start tapping into God's strength and you start tapping into God's confidence and, and, you, and you need to tap into some Jesus... The Bible says in Philippians 4, 13, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the only way that I can overcome is by saying, I love you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus is for me. Greater is he. Come on. I, I, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. And I can only do it through Jesus. You can clap. Amen. You could write down number three. God's calling you forward, and there's no armor for your back. God is calling you forward. There's no armor for your back. I love, I love this about the armor of God. Everything about the armor of God is so that you can march forward. The pr into the promise and the calling of God. Now notice, it doesn't say that we're attackers. Translation, do not leave this church service. And be like, yo, the devil's about to get it. Like this week, I'm going to fight somebody. Like that's creepy and that's weird. Don't be weird. I'm not kidding. We're not attackers. We're responding. And I have the, I have the armor of God, so I have the ability to move. God never calls you backwards. Jesus never calls you and says, you know what I need you to do? I need you to become 12 years old again. Remember when you were 12 years old? Not that it was bad when you were 12 years old. No, it's just that, that we're always going to keep getting better in Jesus' name. God never calls you backward. God never calls you to sit. He, he calls you to stand. He, he, he doesn't call you to just receive. No, 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 no. He calls you to serve. Serve day's coming up. Come on. God has called you to serve. And the only way that you can move forward is by putting on the armor of God. Otherwise, when the attack and the strategy or the scheme of the enemy comes against you, you're going to want to turn around and bail. And I don't know if you noticed the list that we read through of what God has given us, but he didn't give you anything to cover your backside. Because as Christians, back is not an operative word. God never calls you back. God is wooing you and calling you into your destiny, into your God-given destiny into your future, into your promise, into the plans that he has for your life. And you can only do this and achieve this by wearing the armor of God. That's why I'm not afraid of some darkness or some wickedness or evilness in this world. No, I serve the, the light of the world. Come on, I serve the God of gods. I serve Jesus, the force of heaven. And so I have faith to move forward. And I say all that to implore you this week to please put on the helmet of salvation. In fact, you could, you could write this down. We're going to close with this thought. And worship team, you could come out and join me. 
Number four, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Get your thinking right. There's nothing worse than having your thinking in the gutter. I call it stinking thinking. Am I the only person that, that you've ever had, you, you just have your mind go bad sometimes? You have it go places it shouldn't go? And usually, my mind goes bad. And I get stinking thinking when I'm out of church. And when I'm out of God. And I'm out of the word of God. And I'm out of the presence of God. And that's why I need to get to church every week. That's why you got to get the sozo every Wednesday. That's why you got to be the church on the weekend. That's why you need to be reading your Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. Yep, that's the book for me. That's why I need to have some worship music on in the background. Because I know my thinking gets bad in just a few days. Come on, am I the only one being honest in church tonight? Just a few days. My wife will call me out right away. She's like, did you read the Bible? I'm like, how'd you know? She knows. You ever watch somebody drift away from God? You ever, you ever see one of your friends in church and watch them start to drift away from God? Did you know God didn't drift away from them? But their thinking goes before their body goes. Your thoughts matter. What does the Bible say? What is God saying? He said, he said, over your mind, over your brain, over your thinking, I want you to put on the helmet of salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is our belief in Jesus. So I need the cross. I need some truth. I need the word of God stored up in the well of my heart. Did you know you can't think a negative thought and say a positive word? You can't do it. Have you ever tried? You can't. It's impossible. you got to know God's word. When you, when, when you start to have angry thoughts and, and frustrated thoughts, what does God's word say about it? Speak it. Watch your attitude begin to change. If you don't believe me, try it this week. We need God's thinking over our own thinking, over my mind. I need the helmet of salvation. This is so important because, because if you do not have the helmet protecting your brain, if you do not have the helmet protecting your mindset, the devil can run in and, and he can just give you all kinds of thoughts of discord and fantasies and, and all kinds of lust and, and greed and unforgiveness. And I don't know about you. But I'm not willing to give my mind over to the enemy. My mind is sacred. I'm not going to let the enemy come in and plant all these seeds in my mind and thoughts of insecurity and jealousy and, and envy and bitterness. He can't just run up in my mind. Anybody else? So I need the helmet. You remember when you were young and you just started to ride your bike? And your parents or your family would be like, you, you have to put your helmet on. You got to wear your helmet. Wear your helmet. Because it protects your brain. You got to wear your helmet because it protects your brain. What is God saying to you? He said you need a helmet over your head just in case you fall in life. Just in case you have an oops in life. You need to protect your mind. The only way we can get our mind right is putting on the helmet of salvation. Look at this promise here in the Bible. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I just love this scripture so much. Watch this. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 
So in other words, listen, when I start dealing with anxiety and fear, that's not from God. God never tests you or plagues you with fear. In fact, all through the scriptures, all through the Bible, God's theme is, is be strong and courageous. Have courage. So God is trying to get you to be stronger and get you to, 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 to have courage to seize the opportunity and the will of God for your life. So fear is from below. Fear is from the wicked one. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Not a fear over finance. Not a fear over future or failure. Some of us are making a transition in life. Where we're moving up in the high school. Don't have a spirit of fear. It's not from God. Be excited that God is leading you, guiding you, and teaching you. Some of us are moving into the next season of life where we're going to be graduating high school. You can have confidence in God. You can build your life on Him. He is the cornerstone. You don't have to fear. It's not from God. God is not the author of fear. He is the author of faith. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a, a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. And just a heads up, sound mind, in the Greek, if you go and you study it and you look at this word, it literally is, God has given you a sound mind. The word in the Greek means disciplined thinking. So in other words, when my mind starts rattling, and it starts going down this trail, and, and, it, and my mindset is not healthy, and, and my think, I'm thinking bad thoughts. Nope. God has given me the ability to think right. God has given me discipline. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I'm not going to think evil thoughts. I, I, I'm not going to think in revenge. I'm not going to think in lust. I'm not going to think in greed. God has given me a sound mind. He did not give me a spirit of fear, but God has given me a spirit of power. Power to what? Power to overcome. Power to overcome your past. Power to, power to love people. God didn't call you to hate people. God has called you to love people. He has given me a spirit of love and of sound mind to think right, to think well. God is trying to elevate your thinking trying to get you to think better. If you think better, you'll live better. If you think well, you'll live well. It's all about your mind. I encourage you, put on the helmet of salvation. Put in God's thoughts. And put in God's promises. In other words, this week we're going to make our minds think about how good God is. We're going to dwell on him. I, I wonder what your week would look like if you just elevated your thinking. If you changed your thinking, you put on the helmet of salvation and go, I'm blessed. I'm loved. I'm called. I'm anointed. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you come in here today and you've not started your relationship with Jesus, I would encourage you that that's your next step right now. Jesus said this. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And that no man comes to the Father except through me. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you declare with your mouth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. And if you come in here and you have not started your relationship with Jesus, and you'd say, I'd like to, I want to give you that opportunity. It's going to be really simple. Nobody's looking around. Everybody has their heads bowed and their eyes closed. This is between you and God. It's between you and I. I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. If this is you and you want to start your relationship with Jesus tonight, just go ahead and slip up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. We're all going to pray together. And when we pray, Jesus Christ is going to come into your heart and you're heaven bound. You're saved. But you have to believe it. You have to have faith and declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross for you. Can we all pray together? Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus, you're the Son of God. And you died on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, I receive you to be my Lord. I'm a child of God. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, can we just give a huge clap? If you've made that decision tonight, I want to encourage you to text SOZO to 97000. We've got a 14-day devotional for you. And, and if you need it in a paper copy, for whatever reason, we also have that too. Just ask your small group leader. Can we stand to our feet as we're going to begin to worship God and we're just going to celebrate how good our God is. Come to the front and, and just begin to worship Him. Father, we just come to you. We come with such a great expectation, Lord. We thank you that, that we give you place, Lord. We're so excited and we're excited for our destiny and, and the life that we have in you, Jesus. And, and we thank you that we can have right thinking, Lord, as we chase after you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.